Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Hosted by Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to Good Guys Talk Back. Uh, This is episode 202. We are uh, in season five. I am Nick Morowski, and you can find this a Chicago White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, we've got a, a YouTube channel, which hopefully you're you're watching this episode on that channel. Uh, if you are listening to the audio after, uh, you can subscribe to this channel and uh, and watch us on Sunday nights. Uh, we're on Twitter at Good Guys uh, TV. Uh, got a lot of stuff to get to, some tough stuff to handle at the beginning, uh, but a lot of other White Sox stuff to chop mm-hmm. up here. Uh, Pat Hester, my co-host, welcome, sir, uh, to episode 202. Yeah, I, uh, I'm excited to talk tonight. Obviously, a little bit rough uh, to start our conversation, breaking news, as we're going to jump into with Liam Hendricks. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, there's always, you know, people always ask me, what are you guys talking about on, on a mm-hmm. Sox podcast in January? There's never a, a shortage of stories, and we're going to jump into it today. Yeah, not the way you want to start an episode. You want to start a conversation. You want to start anything revolving around uh, any team, anybody. Uh, but uh, this was it. Uh, just a couple hours ago, uh, the White Sox put this out, uh, you know, through their social media page. Uh, Liam Hendricks put it out on his Instagram page. Uh, uh, Hendricks made an announcement. He's been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I've got his statement and I've got what the White Sox said. We really don't have a ton of information, uh, but this is uh, from Hendricks's uh, Instagram page. Uh, Hearing the word cancer came as a shock to my wife and I, as it does to millions of families each year. However, I am resolved to embrace the fight and overcome uh, this new challenge with the same determination I have uh, used when facing other obstacles in my life. Uh, My treatment begins tomorrow. That would be uh, Monday, January 9th. And I am confident that I will make a full recovery and be back on the mound as soon as possible. I know with the support of my wife, my family, my teammates and the Chicago White Sox organization, Along with the treatment and care from my doctors, I will get through this. And uh, General Manager Rick Hahn released a statement shortly after. Our thoughts and reactions at this time are for Liam, the person, not Liam, the baseball player. I know the entire Chicago White Sox organization, our staff, his teammates, and certainly White Sox fans will rally in support of Liam and Christy during the coming months. Knowing everyone involved, especially Liam, we are optimistic he will pitch again for the White Sox as soon as viable. In the meantime, we will all do everything in our power to support our teammate and his family as they face this challenge uh, while also respecting their privacy. Uh, Han went on to say the White Sox don't expect to have any updates on Hendricks's playing status uh, before opening uh, day. And we are just also days away from the two-year anniversary uh, when Liam Hendricks uh, signed uh, that big contract with the Chicago White Sox. So uh, really difficult stuff, uh, thoughts, uh, prayers uh, to Liam Hendricks's family, uh, obviously a fan favorite, uh, dynamic uh, closer for the White Sox. But 
uh, as, as the report, as the statement said, you know, not thinking about him as a player, but just as a human being and what is going to be what he's got on his uh, on his plate right now with uh, him and his family thinking about him, Pat. Yeah, definitely. And uh, like you said, thoughts and prayers to the Hendricks family. And, you know, all William has done since he's got here, not only has been fantastic on the field, but he's been fantastic off the field. He's been an advocate for diversity, equity, inclusion. He's been, you know, forefront in charity and, and, and been, you know, in the community on the South side, giving back to that area. And he's just been a, you know, a fantastic teammate and a person in the clubhouse, out of the clubhouse mentor, you know, I'm sure there are things in the clubhouse, maybe some people that aren't big fans of Liam Hendricks, but from a fan perspective, there's a lot to like there. And we're going to miss that as fans not seeing him. Uh, I would imagine he's not going to be very much available, uh, you know, for the foreseeable future. You know, I don't want to put labels on anything and hopefully he has a speedy recovery and, and, and this thing gets, you know, taken care of. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an unfortunate thing. Again, a good guy and, and you hate to see this kind of stuff happen. And I like the fact that, you know, he's, he talked about using his platform and, and his, uh, celebrity, uh, to talk about issues. And he thought it was an opportunity to talk about, you know, his own personal issue and bring light to, you know, cancer. And I'm sure it'll be brought to light of, you know, making sure you're getting yourself checked and, mm. and, that so it's important you know it's important to continue to talk about those types of things because catching these types of things early obviously is very important cancer is you know treatable as you know when you catch it early and and hopefully it's something that's it's very treatable for him and and can be put you know well behind him at some point yeah i you know i i don't expect as as uh, the Sox said updates you know i don't think we're going to be getting uh, you know anything uh as these days and weeks roll in, pitchers and catchers usually report right around Valentine's Day, which could be the day after the Super Bowl. Again, that's that is uh, not on anybody's thoughts right now. It's it's you know what he's about to uh, you know embark on uh, Monday. The treatment begins, and just uh, you know ho- hoping for the absolute best. Uh, just an unbelievable person, uh, and what he has meant to the organization. Again, in just around these two years that he's been with the Sox. Um, So, uh, Pat, you know, tough to transition out of that. uh, But, uh, you know, to your earlier point uh, at the beginning of this episode, uh, usually, yeah, I mean, it's quiet. Januaries are kind of quiet. But we did have, you know, uh, something that officially happened. It felt like it happened already. We did a whole episode on Andrew Benatendi. Uh, coming to the White Sox, that was mid-December. Big news, Sox weren't going to throw money at problems. Uh, there was a huge problem. It was called left field, and they decided to sign a left fielder to play left field, which I think is is smart. It's a good idea. And they, <laughs> if you and own they, a team, you'd, yeah. you'd say, you know, I'd yeah. like to sign players that play the positions that mm-hmm. are available on the field. Is that is that yeah, the way to go? <laughs> is that right? Should I? Is that okay? Should I be doing something <laughs> like that? Um, just trying to get the ball rolling here. Kind of new to everything. Uh, so, yeah, we've got him in left field. Huge contract uh, given to him uh, in terms of like White Sox money. But in the grand scheme of things, these are things that the Sox should be doing on a regular basis. Premium money for premium talent. Uh, he's got some, you know, injury issues. Can he return to accustomed levels, which joined the list of players that yeah. uh, Rick Hahn and uh, company would like to see returning to accustomed levels? But 
you know, nothing was able to be officially talked about, of course, because the signing wasn't official. And, you know, I mentioned it on the uh, Lockdown Sox uh, podcast last week, and, and you and I have talked about this at times. Remember when there was no social media and you found out when deals broke on the, you know, ESPN bottom line scroll. And the, the one that always, for some reason, hits me is the Billy Koch uh, signing. Oh, and, and I saw that. And I think Why I do you always you? have to bring me down. <laughs> I, just, I, I, it's gracious. Well, it was big, though. When yes, that was. happened, yeah. that was like monumental. Like, what are you yeah. talking about here? Uh, the sacks and Billy, like he was a coveted um, reliever. And I think I called you at work. We were in college. You were mm-hmm. working at, me, at the bowling alley. I'm oh, yes. Alley. My, my <laughs> illustrious years at Joliet Town and Country Legendary. Lanes. Yes. Oh, Legendary. Many, many years as a pin monkey. Yeah. And uh, so that's how you found out about that stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, unless you were in the know or re- really in the know or connected somehow mm-hmm. uh, that there were some whispers of a deal going on. So uh, we had known this, this thing broke, but it came official and we got statements from everybody, you know, and I'm sure folks uh, listening, you know, the, the, and good luck trying to find the press conference. That, that was hilarious. Like you yeah. had to, you had to just find it online and different, you know, whatever they were going to give you. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it wasn't live at all. And you heard from Ben attendee and, and Han had a statement and Grafol was there. Uh, did you happen to listen to this or read any of it? I, from I, I it? missed it. I missed it. I know. Uh-huh. I know a lot of folks were. You're not the only one uh, yeah. itchy and scratchy about, you know, why hasn't this been announced yet? You know, but they said they weren't doing anything. They weren't doing the physical or doing anything in, until after the new year. So these things take a little bit of time. It's still the holiday season. I wasn't I wasn't getting you know, concerned. I don't know if you were, but I guess I could understand why people would after you saw what happened with Correa and and his, you know, missteps and and failing physicals and things like that. So I guess you could see why people would get concerned, but I, I personally did. I've had some other things going on in in personal life that I I kind Mm -hmm. of missed it, but, uh, but, you know, I'm glad to see that's kind of put to bed, but you know, it's unfortunate. It's just the one the one thing, right? You know, yeah. we, we always want more. So, yeah, give me, give, bring me up to speed, Nick Morowski, and what, what were the highlights? And how did you have to find it? Did you have to put like the rabbit ears up on the top of the house, or no? You had to. Well, you, you had to subscribe to these different, you know, websites, and they gave you uh, different codes that you'd have to put in. And then, uh, you know, forty-five minutes later, you were able to get some of the sound that you had to put through an app that deciphered. Uh, what the audio was uh, mm. so it was a whole thing uh, thankfully uh, NBC Sports Chicago was kind enough to do all that legwork for us <laughs> and they uh, put those snippets out on their website and, and they chunked them up uh, it was interesting to me to hear that you know I guess not terribly interesting because we kind of know the backstory that the White Sox have loved Andrew Benatendi since you know, his draft uh, seven plus years ago or whatever. And, and Han made reference to that of like, we've been chasing you for seven and a half years, which is so funny to me because that's yeah. old, the old saying of the White Sox, White Sox will always, the White Sox way, they will always get their man eventually. <laughs> um, but what I found interesting is day one, you know, Van Attendee said day one of free agency, there were conversations going on and mm-hmm. he really appreciated the fact that they, uh, reached out and they were interested from the get-go and it was a it was a feeling of I want to be with an organization that's interested in me mm-hmm. um, so that that was a takeaway 
Pedro Grafal plays a role in this, which yeah. I assumed, you know, uh, several weeks ago. It's like, well, we think Tony Larusa maybe had a wish list of here's how I want things to go, and and you know the the big reliever arms that Hendricks and, and Graveman eventually, and the huge uh, trade deadline acquisition of Jake Diekman and. They bolstered their, you know, their sometimes you're, you, you're just, you're just so funny when you're not oh. trying to be funny. I know well, you're trying to be funny. When I you bring uh, up a Diekman. It was a just such a fantastic uh, move. Um, it really, uh, we're going to, we're going to love that. Joe uh, Kelly, uh, another great arm yeah. uh, that was added. I don't know if there was, those were LaRusse's wishes, but LaRusse loves a good uh, bullpen, loves the closer role. And uh, did Pedro Grafal have a wish list? Did he have guys uh, that he was really interested in? And apparently, you know, a- according to, you know, the uh, some of the articles and whatever that came out from this Ben Attendee presser, that the Sox said something to Grafal, like after a couple meetings with Grafal, like, hey, what do you think of Ben Attendee? And Grafal's like, well, you're bringing it up. I'm not bringing it up. I think he would great. He'd be great. He's going to check all the boxes. He'd be perfect for this team. Uh, so, and then there's the Kansas city Royals connection and Ben attendees like, yeah, we, we didn't have a ton of time, you know, playing together. I wasn't in the Royals organization for a ton a a season and a half. Uh, but you know, that was good enough for me, you know, and then you got Eddie Rodriguez, the new third base coach and Tosar involved as, as like the third hitting coach, a lot of Royals representation. Uh, so again, I, I think there is something to, you know, say about the, the management, like what manager you bring in that can affect how free agency goes. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that, Nick. And and there's, there's philosophies and more than one way to skin a cat, but I like the fact that we're trying to get better in the outfield. And I like the fact that we're trying to get a little bit more athletic in the outfield, cover a little bit more ground and and not be so horrid defensively. So you can do that with a, with a Benintendi and and left field. Now let's address other positions on the field. I hope that there is a second base wish list. I hope that there is some type of uh, you know thoughts about right field. I, I don't know that I have a ton of confidence until we get to spring training that those positions are really decided at this point, right? I, I mean, you you without mm. without any kind of uh, you know. There's are there's rumors out there, I guess, for second yep. base, and we're we're gonna dive into those. But boy, I just don't know if I want to go into into the into the season with this uncertainty, if you will. If things, uh, yeah, you're bringing up some great points, and I do want to talk about the crochet Torres uh, rumor, and uh, you know some other folks that are out there, Escobar, and uh, here's a name, Whit Merrifield. Does mm-hmm. he do anything? Does he get you? You know get you excited in any type of way? You know, I'll take a solid, reliable ball player in a Whit Merrifield over an unknown and a guy trying to to make a roster, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I can kind of go to the bank on, on what I'm going to get from a Whit Merrifield. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel more sure. comfortable. It doesn't blow my socks off. Yeah, It doesn't mean that you can't bring in a Romy Gonzalez and, and, and other guys in to compete for that position, right? Or other positions, but it, it to me it 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 just I feel more comfortable with guys that I can say I kind of know what I'm going to get out of this guy here. Even though we've got a list of guys that you know we're well below and we're talking about this return to form year, mm. but 
I'll take that if, if that's what I'm going to be given, right, Nick? Because this organization is not going to go blow your doors off with this signing or that signing. I'll go, okay, I can plunk down a Whit Merrifield. I, I know what I'm going to – I don't have his slash line in front of me, but he's going to be a solid player for you. We saw enough of him in the yeah. Kansas City Royals organization. Uh, he tormented the Sox. I wouldn't say he's up there in the uh, Jose Ramirez world or mm-hmm. the or the Mike Sweeney uh, – department or some of the other uh Sox killers but he he was up there he seemed to do damage have good games against the white Sox. um again I, I, he's not going to be he's not going to put the socks in the al elite conversation that's for sure but i i think to your point of you shouldn't be done the socks shouldn't be done uh, they need to address uh, second base. Um, and they need to really, I would love for them to lock up right field. Now, the way things are trending, it's, uh, you know, Oscar Colas, maybe Gavin Sheets out there and right. Uh, and internally at second base. Now, could that change? Absolutely. You know, Han in his typical Han speak way, uh, from the presser, you know, we're not done. This team could look very different, uh, you know, all the way up until March 30th. Uh, we're always looking to get better. If you want to believe that, if you want to believe him, you know, those, those are the things uh, that he is, that he is saying now, Toronto, you know, they, they have infielders, you know, and there are teams that have infielders that they don't maybe know what to do with. It's just mm-hmm. what, what do the Sox have at this point? And the Mets are another interesting situation. If the Carlos Correa thing does go through and that, and that actually happens. Well, then you got like a guy like Escobar that maybe he's kind of on the like he's more of a super utility guy, and maybe yeah. they're looking to move him. Uh, they did they just just bring in Danny Mendick for a million dollars, so they got that going for them. Uh, would the Sox entertain trying to bring back uh, Escobar to compete in that in that infield role again? you know, what, what do the Sox have at this point uh, where we can get a deal uh, done? I, if you're telling me like, we're going to roll into uh, Houston and Romy Gonzalez is going to be your starting second baseman. Okay. You know, that that's a choice. You, you guys made that choice uh, while sitting around talking about second base for another off season. And, and you want to go young and maybe there's a competition and maybe it is Lenin Sosa. You know, he, he didn't pre- impress anybody with his cup of coffee with the White Sox, but it was a cup of coffee. You yeah. know, I mean, you can't even really say much about even especially under the manager he was playing. Oh, for dear the Lord, that- uh, the way uh, Larusa was trying to not use him. It was almost mm-hmm. like he was offended that Lenin Sosa is up in a White Sox uniform. Like, yeah. you're going to have to earn your playing time, son. It's like, no, he's up here to get playing time. Yeah. Like, this isn't like, what, what's the game here? Were you not in on the meeting? Did no one give you the notes uh, of how this was supposed to go? It was really bizarre. Um, so, yeah, the, the Sox have to get better if they're going to be serious. Now, again, I, I keep thinking sometimes like, oh, did the Sox play down to their competition in the AL Central? You know, do they look around and they're like, eh, I think we I think we can still skate by here. Uh, with what we're facing and dealing with. And we don't need to be in the AL elite conversation. That's ridiculous. I think we can win this division uh, with having one of our internal guys. I don't know. 
I don't know. Well, if you're talking about making moves, so you, you mentioned what do the Sox have in terms of making a move now? And it's interesting because, you know, the one guy that gets, got thrown around and his name has been thrown around is Garrett Crochet, yeah. which is an interesting prospect. Now, you know, Crochet pre, you know, injury was, you know, basically a flamethrower, throwing over 100 miles an hour. He'd come in for an inning and get three, th- three strikeouts comes in the next year, not throwing quite as hard. And then he goes down with an injury. Mm-hmm. Is he going to return to form in terms of what he was pre, you know, Tommy John, I yep. would suspect it's not going to be close to over a hundred miles an hour. Every sure. time he's out yeah. there or even at that elite level. So is, is it to the point also where you've got to teach him how to pitch? It's like, okay. And he started it. Remember he didn't start playing baseball until I believe he was in college. If, if memory serves. So no, it I wasn't like he's, hmm. so it's not like he's had a lot of time to, you know, learn the art of pitching. So you're going to be teaching this guy how to pitch with less stuff now at this level. Okay. A lot of talent in that arm. And, and, you know, I, I love to see it, you know, pan out, but if there are people out there interested in looking at him as a high ceiling type of guy, I wouldn't be opposed to moving him if you need to address a need, but Nick, it does weaken you in an area in which now you're going to be really thin because you're going to be without your all-star and, and, you know, a closer and and Mm -hmm. Liam Hendricks for a while. Now, again, I don't want to be crass here because the news just broke, Uh, Um, but you know, it's a reality that we're going to be without a, a reliever and now it changes the way you look in your dynamic with your bullpen. And can you depend on guys now to move into roles? You're you're now depending on Graveman probably to move into that closer role, but you can't depend on him on a night in night out basis. It's an every other night type of thing. So can you can you afford to lose a Garrett Crochet to fill the second base role uh, if that's your big chip? Because it was Crochet and really Hendricks was your other chip that you you felt like you could move, and yeah. now you can't move one of them. And you, you you really need all the arms you can get. So, yeah. you know, and again, I, I don't want to be very sensitive to Liam's you know condition right now, but that's just the reality of the business of sports right now is you're, you're kind of like caught in a weird spot with, with this. So yeah, I don't know which the, way you go. No, I, I hear you. This, this uh, all pales in comparison to uh, obviously the bigger picture with Liam just getting is the human being just getting healthy. And, and that's first and foremost, but his name has been tossed around in, in different trade scenarios. The, the Mets have kicked the tires to see, you know, what's out there. Uh, I think Toronto actually has kind of mm. acquired and which has been interesting because uh, Toronto, I think was maybe a runner up uh, to the Sox uh, in January, 2021. And you would think you would assume that Hendricks would bring back uh, the most return. You know, mm. if you're looking at, uh, Giolito is another name that that has been mentioned, and but the crochet thing came around uh, this past weekend. I think Bruce Levine might have mentioned it on 670 The Score uh, several weeks ago on MLB Network. Uh, there, there was a proposed trade of Crochet and Hendricks for Glabar Torres uh, for the Yankees, which is absolutely insane. And if you happen to you know, no, which nobody really wants to they'll go on to yankee fan boards and, and they will read what the yankees are saying about this and the yankees are like bring it on that that would be ridiculous here take tours we'll pack yeah. his bags and send them to you yeah um i don't think they're terribly high on him 
uh, or the fact that he is going to return to accustomed levels. He's got a couple more years under his contract. Crochet's pretty controllable, but it's that age-old, you know, question of do you do you trade somebody with a ton of question marks? You know, which is which is Crochet um, before the cat's out of the bag, maybe, and and maybe the yeah. cat's already out of the bag because uh, the injury and and maybe there are maybe other teams are like we don't know we don't mm. know what we're getting, but we're willing to risk it because we want to offload, you know, Glavar Torres or whoever. Well, if you're um, rich, if you're already rich with infielders and, and it's like, we have a need for a lefty, you know, type of guy that can come in for, you know, the inning or the three outs uh, to just blow the ball past the guy. We know the, the, the upside with this guy, we've seen it, you know, Tommy John, you know, normally guys come back even stronger after that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what'll happen with, with uh, Garrett or not, but if you're rich with infielders and you can expend one of them and that's what it's going to cost you to get one of these types of guys, then maybe you roll the dice on it. Well, what if crochet is just under the watchful eye this season, like a Kopech kind of was where you don't even know, am I going to get everything from crochet? Mm-hmm. I, it, it's not a lost year, of course, because he's going to be building himself back up and he's going to be back and getting, you know, the confidence back up and he's going to be put in all different kinds of different situations. But if you're saying as an organization, like, uh, you know, we can, a guy like Glaber Torres can really give us the pop we need. Now, granted, he's not a left-handed bat, but he's a veteran infielder yeah. and we could, we could really, th- this makes us better. The, the, the issue though, is, is the balance in the bullpen. You know, you are yeah. sacrificing a dynamite, lefty that we're assuming is going to you know be able to pitch a, an x amount of minute uh, innings in, in 2023 like he is going to come into spring training most likely healthy ready to go that that's tough to give up that type of lefty can you I mean think about the moments where you wished we had crochet in the bullpen this yeah. past season you yeah. know and uh again I, again in all sensitive and all you know respect uh if, if Hendricks is not a, a, an option, then you have to rethink, you know, yeah. uh, the, these deals that you're going to be potentially, um, you know, working on. But um, I, if it's crochet for Torres, I, I don't know. I don't know. Do you do that? Did the Yankees do that? Does that make sense? I, I don't know if it, I don't know if it, who, I don't know. I don't know who blinks at that and goes, that, that doesn't make sense. I don't know if I'm the Yankees, if crochet is enough just because of the unknown. Right. And and if I'm the Yankees, I'm looking at I've got a name. I've got a name for you then. Okay. I would say, excuse me, um, Cashman, excuse me, New York. Have you heard about this gentleman? He is a super utility guy. Um, (laughs) His name is Lurie Garcia. Some people call him the legend around here on the south side. He's been a long tenured and he can play all kinds. He's a Swiss army knife. Uh, Just call Russia. He'll tell you. (laughs) And uh, we can send him and some monies. And uh, how about that? Some monies. Some monies. Yes. Many, many monies. Yes. Uh, Nick, if that's the case, I mean, sign me up. I'll be buying Uh, the billboard, right? Oh, okay. I'll buy the billboard that's, you know, right after the sell the team billboard comes down. 
I'll be I'll be the Trey Leary to New York uh, billboard buying. I guy. love that you're gonna fund that on your own. It's, oh, that's so yes, you. Yes. That is I mean, so you. Well, what and, else uh, do I have to yeah, use exactly. my all my money monies on? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, I, I mean, I I, don't, I know New York has options, but you lose an infielder, you might want to get somebody back. Uh, well, not just an infielder, but right, I'm uh, sorry, my, really thank you for below average outfielder. Yeah, and all three outfield spots below average. Yeah. So why not uh, <laughs> have that? Uh, if yeah. you're asking me if I do that for me uh-huh. as a fan, yes, I, I make that move because, you know, too many times I think Chicago teams, especially Jerry Reinsdorf own teams fall in love with their assets. Right. And you're unable to progress forward because you're afraid of losing. They're afraid of the unknown. And I, and I could completely understand when you look back and you go, boy, we really did a stupid thing with Fernando Tatis. Now, obviously Tatis this past year didn't have the mm, best uh, year sure. with being, being uh, suspended for most of it. <laughs> but you know, you look at those types of things like, Oh my gosh, what if we, what if we have another one of those on our hands, but you can't be uh, paralyzed by things like that, that have happened in the past uh, to make decisions for today. So if you can make your ball club better and you have a guy like a Gliber Torres that, you know, in theory could be, uh, to make your ball club stronger, and it means spending a little bit in terms of of spending the asset, you know, and, and a lefty arm that has a ton of talent. But again, n- not really a pitcher. He, he's he's more of a you know a flamethrower, throw it past the guy, and and if he doesn't have his great location, he, he's going to get beat because guys can catch up to hundred mile an hour fastball. So. I would make the move, Nick, because I think the need at second base is greater than than what you have in the bullpen. Because, again, my my theory on bullpens is you can always find a bullpen guy. Bullpen guys are finicky, and you never know uh, what you what you have really from year to year. It means, though, if you do that, guys like a Ronaldo Lopez, guys like an Aaron Bummer, Guys like, you know, I think Joe Kelly's still going to be with the club mm-hmm. this year. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, sure, sure and, is. And obviously, as I mentioned before, Kendall Grayman are going to have, you know, a, a more uh, important role than they had last year. So, yeah. uh, and they've got to perform, right? And getting back to a custom levels, Joe Kelly. Yeah. I need you to, I need you to find that curveball and not, you know, throw it 90, or, you know, 40 feet every time. I wouldn't hold your breath on Joe Kelly, but let, let's we'll be positive. We'll be positive in 2023 here. Uh, th- how about the fact that Crochet wants to start? You know, that, that's a dream. And we <sighs> have zero left-handed starters right now. Well, uh, zero balance in the yeah. starting rotation. Do you? And it's not happening now. No, it's not happening no, this it year. Will not, so no. it's a long play. You go to the the Chris Sale plan of a, of like a 70 to 85 innings this year to try and build up the arm to, to start in 2024 i don't know we're trying to win now nick really i mean people talk about this window is already closed i don't i don't necessarily believe that i i believe the window's open um for yeah as long as this young core is still you know together I, i'd like to see what they can do together before i say this window's really officially closed yeah i I, I i hear you it, it's a compelling argument it, it really is uh and I don't know. It might not just be New York. Maybe there's some other teams that are interested in, in crochet. Now, the, the thing with the Benatendi contract, it was uh, it seems to be like backloaded. Like, I, I think we've got we're saving some money right now, which is interesting uh, because there are I mean, there's not a lot. There are some mm-hmm. guys out there if you wanted to spend some money. I know you got Adam Duvall that's still out there as an outfield option. 
uh, in terms of infielders, it's a reunion. It's Elvis mm-hmm. Andros or Josh Harrison. I mean, do you yeah. at the end of the day, do you just say, "Come on, Josh, come on back," or Elvis? What do you think? Let, let's let's run this back. Uh, I I would roll back with Elvis. I mean, we had in the short sample size, we got a lot more out of Elvis Andros. Again, going to second base rather than shortstop, but I'll take that over you know, Josh Harrison, who was, you know, for the most of the year on skates at second base, falling on his ass and really didn't provide what I thought he would offensively just didn't really provide much of anything. Um, so I've seen, I've seen that movie before, Nick, I don't really need to buy a ticket to that again. It might come down to it though. You know, like at the end yeah. of the day, it just may be like, wow, all of our trades kind of fell through. Uh, the market didn't open up for how we wanted it to. And, um, he's still out there and, you know, we're, we, we want to be better. Does he make your team better? I, I mean, does he, I don't know, but I, I love the competition. You know, that's the thing. I, I love the competition. Why not? Why yeah. not get him in there and, and compete at second base? The thing that I, I worry about is the revolving door at second base throughout the season. If they're going to, if they're going to be trying people out and moving people around, that was an issue uh, last year for sure is all so many different rosters and lineups. And I get it. Uh, There were injuries that played a role in that, but uh, there were moments, there were stretches where we could have gotten some consistency and I just didn't think it was happening. Uh, Matchups were being uh, tried and I, I need my shortstop and my second baseman, you know, to, to get in tandem and, and strength down the middle at some, some consistency. So like whoever you're going to go with, go with it out of uh, spring training, you know, I'm all for the, the competition, but like make a choice and like, let's run with it then. I would love to see more consistent lineups and, and, you know, guys in their consistent positions the majority of the year, rather than this, I don't know, like this new fad of moving guys all over the field and being more diverse. I, I, I guess I could understand why that could be a benefit to you down the line, but I just think, you know, guys, athletes are, are, you know, very regimented in how they do things. It's like, tell me where I'm going to be in the lineup where I'm going to play every day. And I don't have to think about that much. And all I can do, all I need to do is come in ready to play and get ready for the game. And I'll play other positions out of necessity if a guy goes down or we need to move things. But boy, oh boy, I really hope Pedro's more on the on the mind of, you know, set it and forget it. Did you ever have a set one of those things, by the way? One of those roasters, the set it and forget it roaster? No. As oh, a child or as, a, as someone? No, as an adult. Oh, you I ever see. see those infomercials to set it and forget it? You could do like a whole ham in there and you, you click the button. And you'd set it and forget it, Nick. And then you'd have what's a the difference between meal. a set it and forget it and a, just a crock pot? Uh, no, it's not a, a crock grand... pot, it's a rotisserie thing. Oh, I see. Oh, I'll make sp- you a meal. I have oh. one, I got <laughs> a real treat. Yeah, I even use it in 15 years. But is I, there a uh, way can we can we bring it to a tailgate if we had like a, a good well, guy's if we had a, electricity? Uh, well, if we yes. got a, yeah, so if we figure that out and you just, just have to bring a generator, it, that's great. I want you to bring. <laughs> We'll fire up the generator. If somebody has an ability for us to use a generator. Pat's <laughs> going to bring a set it and forget it. And uh, early, like early in the season, we're going to do like a, an April, Friday or Saturday game tailgate. We'll do a big tailgate and we'll get some rotisserie chicken, just some good comfort food for those yeah. cold days. So we'll a- set it for when we go into the game. <laughs> and by the time we get out of the game, we're going right. to have a fantastic rotisserie It is going to be a real treat. Yeah. yeah. 
That's good. Uh, that anyway, good. I forgot where we were at. Well, I'll tell you, you, you're talking about, you know, uh, guys that want to step up and they, they want to do good by the team. And, and, and that was an Andrew Vaughn over, you know, last year. And, you know, hey, whatever you need, whatever the ball club needs, which, come on, he's not, he doesn't mean that, right? He wants to be a natural first baseman. He is a natural first baseman. That's what he wants to play. And he's going to get that opportunity. Well, with Benatendi in, in left field, I think we all collectively, I think I could speak for a lot of Sox fans. I think you and I, for sure, uh, nice, you know, we breathe a sigh of relief. Don't have to worry about the the Aloy Jimenez. Will he, won't he in left field anymore? We've got our left fielder. We saw what he was able to do as a designated hitter towards the end of uh, this past season. Sure, he can get hit or hurt running around the base paths. Why not, right? That's been the White Sox way. Uh, let's assume health. Let's assume return to accustomed levels. Uh, optimism in 2023. You're our DH. You're going to hit 40 plus bombs and uh, 90 to 100 RBIs, and you're going to be a beast. Okay, that's all well and good. Now I'm hearing in this press conference what comes out uh, from Pedro Grafol's mouth is Pedro Grafol calls Aloy Jimenez, which I think is a class move. Like, hey, this is great. Uh, I got, exp- Hey, I know you wanted to play left field. Are you called during gonna... the press conference? I gotta make this call. <laughs> I gotta hold on. This right is going to be great. This will be great. If we surprise you, uh, in real time here. Uh, no, I think it was made, you know, when, when obviously this was going down in mid December, but he huh. was finally able to talk about it because the, um, the signing became official. Yeah. So he tells Jimenez, I want you to to start working on reps in right field. You know, get get working in right field. And Jimenez says, of course, the 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 parting line is whatever's going to help the ball club. Uh, that's that's going to be great. Which eh, that's a great answer. That's a wonderful mm. answer. Uh, what's Griffall doing? What is he doing? I mean, that is that is not right. Something I, that, that can somewhere you, there was a miscommunication. And I think the line, I think it seemed like everything was moving smooth Yeah, and Grafol maybe went off rogue and was just like, I got a great idea here. Um, that, and then was someone he, gave him the video of Aloy playing outfield. And he's like, Oh no. And it's that Brian Regan bit where he's trying to take the words and put them back into his mouth. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, Oh, I can't get, uh, so we can't put a lid back on that. Whoops. It's out there. Oh Lord. Can we, why why it'd be like that'd be if i'm rick Hahn, I, I look at pedro and go you know take it easy champ why don't you stop talking for a while you know that easy, line big fella yeah uh, and and you know rick has been so big on pedro they've been having sleepovers and fishing uh, telling trips. stories fishing trips they're bosom buddies they're best friends. Let me tell you a story about my best friend. His name yeah. is Pedro Grafal. Yeah, I yep, think yep. his stock went down a little bit with that comment. God, I hope a little worried about that. that yeah, we don't little, see Aloy. Yeah. I can't. I can't imagine it with the with the hype that's already been. You know, I, I think self. You know, self done in terms of the White Sox with Oscar Colas. You know, starting yep. to get the fan base their minds wrapped around that. This kid's probably going to be your starting right fielder. He answers a lot of questions uh, in terms of lefty power and and all that kind of stuff. I would be beside myself shocked if we get to opening day and and the the wonderful Gene Honda 
uh, gets out there and he says, playing right field and batting fifth, Aloy Jimenez. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll have to be, you know, wearing a oops, I crap my pants because I might. You might just get pants. back to that set it and forget it rotisserie chicken early. That's it. I got to go watch the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> rather, I'd it. rather keep eye on the chicken here. But Pat, it's a set it and forget it. I know. I know. I said what I said. Um, well, look, I, I just hope that was Pedro Grafol just kind of being nice and just like it's one of those things you, you feel like you have to say to somebody, you know, like, oh, that haircut that you look good. That's a good decision. And uh, you're saying and, that to a bald person know that right now. <laughs> I, that's, I'm not specifically talking. Oh, to you're you. not, OK, uh, got yeah. it. Yeah. Got it. Well, we'll I mean, hey, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I've also uh, I've gotten used to if it's starting to be talked about get ready because it could be it could be something we realize you know um if it's already being said it very well could happen you know i, I wouldn't put it past them to well do that. i i'm okay if he says it like you're like in case of emergency break glass like if we've completely run out of everything that we need <laughs> you know like like, like every team like every team any every football team has an emergency quarterback Right. And yeah. it could be, you know, your, your running back or one of your wide receivers is, so those guys have to be somewhat ready to be in the game. That's how I kind of look at it. Like you're the emergency quarterback. He's not that. even my emergency. I mean, no? if, if the legend is still on the team, um, I'm then... talking emergency, like the legend. Uh, oh, is, the legends out. Even traded. the legend he's been traded. He's been traded to the Yankees. <laughs> that, that would be, well, like if that's got the case, nothing, we're you all know what? If options. the legend's not on the team anymore, I think I'd be so um, hysterical with joy that I might not pay attention too much that Haloy <laughs> is. Who would you rather out? have? Who would oh, you boy. rather have? One of the guys from the 108, which shout out to the folks that had the yeah. 108 uh, day yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you're recovering from your hangovers. Yeah. Or would you rather have Aloy play right field? Would you ever, whether one of the three guys from the 108 podcast come down from their luxurious, luxurious seats there? And yeah. play right field or Aloy Jimenez. I have heard some of Beef Loaf's stories of uh, his his ability to play basketball. He, I think he was an athlete. Um, he he can. I and I've seen he's got some long reach. He's got some arm reach. Yeah. Um, I How's think his first can, step. You think he's got a well? First step? That's a that's the question. It's it's the first step, and that yeah. was the problem with Aloy, among others. It was just he wasn't making that that right that that correct move. So I think Beef Loaf can do it. Uh, summer is going to take up space, which is good. You want that, man. You want that. And, uh, <coughs> Terezi, I mean, I, he's just spry. I think I, I've, you know, I think he, he's got the quickness, I think. Uh -huh. Um, uh -huh. but it's been a long winter. I haven't seen those guys uh, up close yet. So we'll, I don't know what, what they've been working you on. You can't make an affair evaluation. I cannot. Of, okay. I cannot. Um, I can only speak for myself. I could, I could get out there. I could probably do something out there. I'm, I'm sure you can. I know you've yeah. got a rocket for an arm. You're like Jay Buhner. <laughs> and that's what I would say. Someone would be complaining about crochet. What yeah. did you trade <laughs> Garrett crochet for? You can't rocket for an arm. Um, you don't know what you're doing. Uh, my guys were saying Glenn Bartoris, yep. uh, Glenn Bartoris. Uh, they were high on his bat. Um, so I, you know, I don't know. I, there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks, man. It, but we're we are cl we're closing in uh, mm -hmm. on spring training. We we really are, and things can still happen. 
um, you know, leading up to that as we've seen it, we've seen it. Uh, and especially if things go wrong, you know, during, uh, during spring training with injuries, a big article, um, in the sun times, uh, just recently, uh, Daryl Van Scoven, another Giolito article, which is good, which is a good thing. You know, there yeah. was something from the athletic, which I really, it got me excited about what we could expect from Giolito and, uh, just, you know, Giolito's admission to things did not go well, obviously, mm-hmm. and mistakes were made and I'm trimming down. Uh, I think he's, he was at 280 and he's down mm. to like 250. I think he's six, six and he's working on the, the rotation and like just the, just everything you would hope for, you know, in, in, in a pitching mechanic and an emotion that's repeatable. Yeah. And it sounds like he's on a right path. He's forgetting about that year. And he's, he talked about it's a contract year. You know, he talked yeah. about free agency and how that is not going to be on his mind. But that is great to say. But we know it can affect players. We've seen yeah. it either way. We've seen some players just like they are so tormented by this, like that this is my year to make big or I could be traded. And the rumors, the the information that they have just cripples them almost. And then you've seen other players use that walk year as I'm going to make, I am going to prove it to you. We've seen that from guys like Carlos Rodon. We've seen mm-hmm. it from other guys. Uh, I mean, AJ Brzezinski signed a one year deal. Uh, we, we just missed his anniversary back when he signed with the white Sox. That was a one year deal. And it was like, prove it deal. And he proved yeah. it, you know, and he was around for a while. And, and there's so many others Again, I don't even know if the Sox, knowing their history with signing, re-signing, starting pitchers, I don't even know if they bring – Giolito could be up in the Cy Young conversation once again in the top yeah. five. And I don't know if the White Sox open up uh, you know, the checkbook to bring him back. So, I, I mean, what do, you, what do you take from, well, from that? One, it's interesting. You know, you go from one week, one year, you're, you're going with the focus of, of bulking up and that's how I'm going to get better yeah. this year is being bulked up and I'm going to, I'm on this weight program and I'm going to, that's how I'm going to get with power. Right. I think it was all about power in his lower half. And that's what he's, and now this year that it's like, okay, that was, that was way off and wrong. I'm going with flexibility and and that's the way he's going to go and attack this year. Again, I, I I hope it helps him because I hope it helps him feel good physically on the mound because he just didn't at times look, you know, obviously right getting hurt early on in the season. Yeah. And I think that was just the beginning of the downfall for him. That was, you know, Billy Mumphrey's downfall mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. was uh, yeah. the, the cockeyed optimism. Sure. So, um, you know, I again, I'm hoping for a healthy pitcher and I'm hoping that, you know, his stuff improves enough. You would think it should be Nick because of his relationship with Ethan Katz. I, that's why I was really excited about Ethan Katz coming here. It's because of the relationship he and Gio had. And I thought, wow, this is going to take this picture that we've seen on basically on the come for the last couple of years and just put him mm-hmm. in a different stratosphere. Mm-hmm. And it really hasn't panned out that way. So I'm hoping that that relationship that we were looking forward to continuing to grow, uh, you know, as a coach and, and player, uh, thing uh, be what we we wanted to be so but where was Ethan Katz last year when when you know Gio was talking about doing that and it was it the lockout I could talk to guys that's and, the and, thing yeah and all of a sudden he shows up and he's like this huge guy 
And it's yeah. like, why, why the hell would you do all that? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping that, that would have been, what a deflating feeling for you Gilito. <laughs> what did you do if the first time they were able to see each other after the lockout and she was like, wait till yeah. you see me, I am ready <laughs> to go. And uh, they like get together and Ethan Katz is like, what happened to you? You have yeah. made a huge mistake. And Giolito <laughs> thought it was the best thing he could have yeah. ever done. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a lot of people have said that. A lot of people were saying that the lockout, uh, you know, caused some inability to connect with pitching coaches, with trainers, what would have you. And, uh, and he went off uh, and did his own thing and based off information that maybe he had. And something maybe he wanted to try. Maybe he was just like, you know what? I want to. I think this is going to give me um, more power. More power. Um, yeah. You what know. was? It, what would you say is the most the, uh, positive of the weight gain? More power. power. Yeah. Um, and he designs his own costumes as well. Uh, so, hey, the flexibility is the biggest thing. I mean, they teach you that in the high school level. Uh, and if they're not, it, it's your core strength. It's you know, I think pitchers should be doing yoga and all this other stuff like that is where it's at. And, and of course, repeatable motion. And when you are having lagging or, or just you cannot rotate the way you usually can because of other muscles that have been built up more muscles, more problems. You have wow, more muscles. That's what to... I say. <laughs> Why I stay you, you, you live Oh, by yes. That. You live by well, that. Well, Ozzy Gian famously always says you can't yeah. pull fat. <laughs> Does he say that? Yeah, I believe so. That. Maybe I'm it sure was Ozzy. I'm almost positive it was Ozzy uh -huh. who said that. I hope he said that. That um that hey, that's true. Well, what's right is right. So I again I uh, there's there's so many guy, you know, you've heard from Lance Lynn and, and Yasmani Grandal of these of these bounce back years, like they're getting themselves right and it's all sounding great. And uh, we're just all foaming at the mouth as Sox fans. I like, can't wait to see this. Uh it, it's for me, it's exciting. I know people are like, how can you how can you even stomach the Chicago White Sox after everything that they've done and the last season that they had and the Reinsdorf stuff? And it is a bitter pill. I get it. And and you talk about how people will say to you, what are you even talking about uh, in the offseason? I mean, what what is a winning franchise talking about in the offseason, let alone the Chicago White Sox? When you are a diehard fan and you eat, sleep, and drink the Chicago White Sox, you will find stuff. And uh, I'm ready to go. Like, I, I took me, hey, I didn't look some wounds. It was tough after the season ended to, to stomach what just happened. Uh, but I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get hurt again. You're ready. You're ready. Yeah. You're always ready to get hurt again. And yeah. you're going to be out at, at spring training. I this will year. be. Yeah. And I, I'm looking forward to your daily reports into mm -hmm. me. Uh, yeah. and, and the <laughs> the journal. I'm sure you're going to yeah. take a uh, bring a journal oh, and, of course. and yeah. log your time yeah. uh, out there. That's going to be fantastic. But it'll be here before we know it. I'm excited about it. And and again, this team is. I don't think it's complete yet in terms of what we'll see on the field once spring training breaks. But um, I think now that the the holidays are behind us, Nick. Any of these rumors that we've heard about. Um, you know, I, I'd like to think you get some stuff done here again before we, we get to camp. doesn't mean you can't still do things once, you know, once camp breaks, but boy, I think they would like to know what they have going into to get full evaluation of guys and get them in their, you know, in their system and hey, get them in their clubhouse sooner rather than later. Day one, we're full statement. 
from his from his original press conference, day one, we're setting the culture, setting the tone. And I love it. I love yeah. that mentality. You want everybody involved. And you know, I know people are saying, well, what about the World Baseball Classic? Uh, they're 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 gonna still be there at the beginning. They're gonna get the message. And then they're going to go play some competitive baseball for their country that some of the, you know, these individuals have not had the ability to, mm-hmm. they've been denied it. And it's something they've been looking forward to. Uh, Godspeed, stay healthy. But I think the competitive nature of that um, will do the White Sox well and, and do those players well as they hit the ground running uh, March 30th in Houston. Um, before we start wrapping up, uh, Adam Engel, Superman is now a San Diego Padre. Okay. Who so isn't he, a San Diego Padre, uh, by well, the way? It, they, if you're not team, a Met, you're a Padre. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, it, well, speaking of that, Danny Mendick, he, he is with, of course, the New York Mets and AJ Pollock, which, you know, he, he took a buyout. He, he, he rolled the dice. Um, I think he signed maybe a 7 million deal uh, uh, with the Se- uh, Seattle Mariners. So, uh, they have all found homes, and it's just interesting to me that teams that are very competitive, they're going to be in there. They're going to be in the hunt, like the Padres and the Mets are like, yeah, we could use Engel, uh, absolutely, and we could use Mendick. I think that would be that would help, um, and the White Sox are like, they just didn't want to. I get it. There's roster situations, and you know they're trying to use uh, their money in other ways, but I, I think the Sox could have done something with Mendick, at least create some competition. You just have an affinity for him because of his mustache, and you're sad to see it go. And I get that. Well, okay, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to have some, you know, competition. Look, there was, it was no. nice to have some competition for no. best mustache and on, no. on the South Side. No, he, um, he, he, he was supporting it. He uh, was confident with it. I'm, I'm more upset that Dylan C shaved his. I hope oh. that was just for a little, you know, off season break. I get it. I, I had to shave. Uh, after the season and, and restart because you know things were uh, that mustache saw a lot of bad games you got to just restart sometimes so. <laughs> this is a fresh mustache to, with a with a fresh hope and a oh yeah and outlook on 2023 <laughs> that's yeah. that's great yeah, yeah. that's great well go. i i wish those guys well it's yeah. it's funny that a, a second baseman and a right fielder can't find their way on on this ball club when we are <laughs> In need of a second baseman and a right fielder. Interesting, interesting it's how that strange. works out. But yeah, you know, I wish those guys well. Yeah, and oh, and uh, you know, fantastic uh, legends uh, yeah. in their own right on the south yeah. side. Uh, all the best, absolutely all the best uh, to Liam Hendricks, and uh, wishing him, uh, his family, and uh, you know the, the folks that are going to be with him through this journey. Which uh, he's been very open and honest on Sunday night, and. Uh, uh, you know, he has been electric uh, for this community, for the team and uh, shocking news. But, you know, all the all the weird little, uh, you know, is he no longer going to be able to be traded? All that. It, it means nothing yeah. uh, when it, when you come down to the health, the well-being of, of you know him as a human being and what he's about to battle. So all the best to him and his family. Yeah, well said. I I, I can't say it any better. So. Uh, prayers uh, to him and his family for sure. Uh, folks, really appreciate you, uh, you spending time with us in the off season uh, in these cold January weeks, uh, uh, listening to some White Sox chatter. You can find this podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. Subscribe. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel trying to do uh, more live shows uh, on Sunday nights. 
Uh, we're on Twitter at Good Guys TV. We've got a Facebook fan page. All that uh, great stuff. Uh, but a real joy, Pat, as always, talking White Sox baseball with you. Yeah, love it. And shout out to Joe, who's been with us the whole time yeah. and commenting yeah. in, in the chat. So cheers to you, my friend. And, and thank you. We we'll look forward to doing it again. Let's do it again next Sunday. What do you think? Uh, I love it. And uh, folks, uh, we're going to try to put that tailgate together with that set it and forget it. So uh, don't, <laughs> I won't I won't be forgetting about this uh, conversation. Yeah. yeah, we'll just get the get the, you know, the generator out there. Hopefully sure. you'll get asphyxiated with uh, the you know, the smoke and we'll be just fine. <laughs> just get a little this sounds wonderful. Like a rack of lamb or something. Wonderful. You guys great. know that they make these grills, right? You can uh, now we're going to do this set and forget <laughs> it. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, Pat Hester, let's do it next week, my friend. See you, bro. Uh, folks, uh, always a pleasure. Until next time for Pat Hester, I am Nick Morowski. Go Sox.